And we are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, Joe DeLeon. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm a little more concerned on on how you're doing, Blake, after the overturning of a of a large truck on that. What we need, a little, we need a little context. What happened All with right. that whole situation? So let me set the stage. Yes. Okay. So I've been married for five glorious years, mm-hmm. okay, to my wife, Megan. And so now that we have two kids, we're done with kids. We're going to try to go out more because, you know, Ben's getting older. But nevertheless, you know, during COVID and all this kind of stuff, we didn't just didn't have a lot of time for, for us to go out. So shout out. You might want to clip this and tag walk-ons and Brandon Landry. Shout out to walk-ons and Brandon Landry. Mm-hmm. They um he made a restaurant or he built a restaurant called the supper club well mm-hmm. louisiana just doesn't have like if you go to new york or la or right um like they we don't have like one of those fine big time bougie restaurants okay right i did not know i did not know that this was about to be bougie okay <laughs> like they are smoke oaking my uh, old Ooh. fashioned that the, the steak was like phenomenal it was a phenomenal time mm-hmm. um shout out to you know we knew i did not know the waiter i, I didn't know that we were going to know the waiter the manager came over it was our anniversary they gave us champagne chris wow. it was it was glorious whole, okay. whole nine yards man whole nine yards all right so listen last night fantastic okay so best best restaurant, best environment, best thing I've ever done. Brandon Landry, you're the goat. Mm-hmm. However, when we got on the interstate last night to get back home, an 18 wheeler had overturned with Final Destination style. Okay, uh, maybe you're a little too young for that, Joe. But Final, no, Destination I know, style. I know what it is. We sat there from 8:45 until 11:45, and then Daddy got pissed. So, you know me, and maybe one day we can talk about <laughs> what I do outside of the podcasting world. Daddy turned on them lights, and we got to rolling, okay? So, we got <laughs> out of there, but it was horrible weather. Oh. And look, man, when you get when you get to a situation, like, I'm not really worried about myself at that point. I've been in these type of situations before. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. We got two kids at home. My mom's here. My mom had to spend the night. Our lights went out. Uh, we have luckily we have a home generator. So as the night progressed, it got worse. But I will tell you, it was like we were bougie. We were living the bougie life last night. I'm just gonna let you know. I mean, I'm talking about like I felt like an NBA player. You know, I felt <laughs> like I felt like a LeBron James in this thing. Okay. Well, Thank I guess you. that's the silver lining of the. I mean that sucks sitting on the highway for three hours, but I, it's silver lining. At least you got the the good dinner out of it, and you got to have the the nice experience. If you ever make it out to L.A., we got I got to take you to some some goofy places that that are that fit that. I will tell you. I will tell you this. You you do not have to wine and dine me. Oh, I'm going to go to L.A. Like, <laughs> if you give me just a nice steak, like I don't want. Let me tell you this. Let me just tell you this. Outside mm-hmm. of going with my wife to a place like that, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to places like that without my wife. Okay. Like I just really don't, because listen, what I don't think like would listen, what we experienced last night. ain't look, look, I ain't spending that kind of money without no, you know, <laughs> relations at the end of it all. I'm just going to let you know, I ain't spending that kind of money without relations. Okay? <laughs> well, part of the problem is though in LA, most like normal dinner places are like are that different. Yeah, they try to act bougie. Like I went to an Italian place last night, and the I'm not going to share how much I like like a normal dinner and like a normal sit, stay, like in New Jersey, would have been probably like thirty, forty dollars less. Like it's just like overpriced. They act a little uh, bit yeah. over the top. Well, the this place was not over. Well, let me just. It was rightfully priced for what we did. I mean, brother, yeah. I, I, I'm just telling. You, I, I that would have been a five hundred dollar dinner in LA. I bet. Well, well. <laughs> I mean, listen. I, well, I'm okay with that. Like, I, well, let me tell you this. I thought we were going in there, and I, like, brother, I would, I, I had put five hundred dollars aside. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. th- this is my limit. Once you hit, went, what, what? Oh, oh, I got to tell you something. 
Once you hit that limit, it's over. But before we get to the football talk of the show, so last night, okay, listen, I'm not a dessert guy. I do not like desserts. Really? Yeah, just give me potato chips. If I'm going to splurge a little, give me more steak, give me more veggies, give me more sod. I don't. Sweets are just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Buddy, we had this ice uh, ice cream butter cake. Oh, dog! It is the best dessert on planet Earth. It, 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 nothing has ever compared this. And the waiter's like, "Well, listen." And I knew the guy. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, I didn't even know that we would know him. He's like, "Blake, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you this spoon." Because I just don't think you understand what you're about to get yourself into. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he gives me the spoon. They come out. Okay. And oh my God, Joe. Oh my God. I, I, I'm talking about like I would punt a small child to have this dessert again. Like I oh would drop 30 kids to get back here. What what kind of ice cream was it? I just vanilla. Really, you know what? I don't even want to know. <laughs> it, you know where well, you know what it, it, it really was uh-huh. i told the the manager the, this last night i forget her name her, uh, miss lopez um legitimately okay it was like manna from heaven okay manna it came from the heavens oh my That's god how good this thing was i'm, I'm so jealous you. of this i you, you're selling me hard I, if I make it over to Louisiana, you're taking me here. Oh, we're going. <laughs> we're going. And I'm going to make Bron pay. Anyway, nevertheless, nevertheless, we are live. we got a lot to talk about here this morning, Joe. Mm-hmm. i got to tell you something. Yes. I do want to add on to something that we are going to talk about. You wanted to talk about the recruiting side. Is Michigan overtaking Ohio State? I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. I'm cool with that. Got to talk about these 2023 projections, though. I, I put that in there for this reason. Recruiting can change like that. Yes, yes. So I think that we should do projections and recruiting. I'll let you lead it off, though, uh, when we talk about all that, because I think it just – we got to get to a point where, look, some of these guys can decommit. I will tell you, though, and there's only one specific area that Michigan's out recruiting Ohio State, only one. And I think once we get through this – is Michigan overtaking Ohio State? I think that's what we're going to talk about more mostly today. Like, right. you can talk about recruiting and all that, but I, I think our, our main goal today is, is Michigan overtaking Ohio State after two straight wins and two titles. Yes. Yeah, no, the, the way that we've seen things play out on the field, I think a lot of people can sit here and agree that Michigan is, is surging and Ohio State is kind of stagnated a little bit. I have a, a good friend of mine who, who tunes into the show, uh, who is a Michigan fan. And when I put out my top programs list, he was not very happy with my placement of Michigan being lower than Ohio State for that reasoning. But I think if we dive a little deeper, recruiting tells a lot. And I think that sometimes not every recruiting headline deserves to be brought up on a national college football show. But when you have the signing of Jaden Davis that happened this past week, that to me is a big signaler of what is to come. And we're going to dive into that and and talk about the significance of it. And just my recruiting background, I'd like to discuss what that means for the future of Michigan, getting a guy like that in this class. Uh, We'll dive into all of it, but it's just a really interesting headline for them to grab him. And then Ohio state gets a five-star receiver. It's a really, really aggressive back and forth when in the past it hasn't been, it's been all Ohio state. Yeah. However, there's one thing. So listen, there, uh, there's one thing that Ohio State's not doing in recruiting that Michigan is tearing their behind on. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what that is? It's quarterback. No, I miss Michigan is tearing up Ohio State in this. Yeah. You know where it is? Offensive line. Really? Oh, yes, I went through it this morning again. Ohio State's getting that ass beat in the portal on offensive line. And what happened the last two seasons on why Michigan beat Ohio State down? Joe, we're talking about 250 rushing yards. Mm. We're talking about 200 rushing yards. Back-to-back games for Michigan. Ohio State is getting beat up front. That's it. It doesn't matter what receiver. Look, we were just talking about desserts, right? Mm -hmm. Receivers are the whipped cream of desserts, 
right? They're the topping on everything. They make the dish because they can, they're the flashy guy. They're whatever. You know what the base of all this is? The base of that dessert, what you do up front, okay? Mm. The cake is what you do up front. Michigan is tearing Ohio State's rear end up, not only in recruiting in the portal. I don't care, Joe, necessarily. So let's do this. Before yeah. we get into all this, let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online because yes. then we can go into to all yes. of this. But I want to get into that. So everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share at the end of the show and through the show. Do us a favor by if you have any questions. We're doing our mailbag segment at the we end. We got a few. Too, which is which is pretty good. Some people are are chiming in quick and keep commenting them as we go, and we're going to get to a lot of questions uh, for the second half of today's show. Awesome! I'll answer this one as an example very quickly. Ethan Noel says, "Breaking news: Haley Van Lith in the transfer portal. Does she come to look? I don't I, even know who that is. I'm going to be completely honest was, with you. Uh, the girl with the pigtails, uh, the braid pigtails. What's we went school? to Louisville and her and Kate." Oh, 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 oh. From Louisville that Caitlin Clark said, shut up, you're down by 15. If that girl comes to LSU and we got an Iowa-LSU rematch Ooh. in the women's basketball, baby. That's got to happen. She's got to take it. That's got to happen. Look, I, listen, I'm walking around Baton Rouge with fake eyelashes on. I say, call me Angel Reese, damn it. <laughs> I mean, that's what we got going on. But anyway, uh. everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups here on Facebook. Share those SEC college football groups and your own social media pages. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on YouTube. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there as well. All right, Joe. We're about to get into this. I think it's going to be a really fun one. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online, though, first. We'll be right back. Back in 45 seconds to talk some Big T football. Who's the real king of the North? It's not Jon Snow. Back in a minute. <laughs> BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. I I missed the we're back. I know that we get you can use it. You can okay. use it. We're back. You use that a lot on your other show too, by the way. I didn't I didn't notice how much you used that on yours. Only, only twice again, only twice a show. Only twice a show. <laughs> Come on, that's more than you use it on this one. <laughs> we only have one commercial. That's that's true, but there's less Texas affiliation or possibility of bringing it up on the lsu show then you, right, you know what show. we'll do next time we'll do this we're back like mike jones <laughs> okay right. fair 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 let's get this thing rolling so listen mm -hmm. joe you came up with an answering topic i'm gonna let you go with it first yep okay i just want to say this when people are talking about ohio state getting overtaken and recruiting by michigan Michigan last year finished 17th in the country and Ohio State finished 5th. We got a long way to go before the early signing day in December. We got a long way to go until February. I don't I personally am not going to overreact here to Michigan Michigan being the number 2 team in the country when it comes to recruiting. They overtook LSU mm -hmm. late uh this week. They got a five-star quarterback. I I get that. Joe, are we really about to have a conversation, though, if Michigan take overtaking Ohio State because of what they've just done so far? I mean, like, is Michigan really overtaking Ohio State when it comes to recruiting? So what inspired this, this topic, Blake, is the back-and-forth headlines of two key recruits signing with both programs. So Michigan signs Jaden Davis, as I mentioned earlier, which is a five-star quarterback in the 2024 cycle. Ohio State, then a little bit later, 
they ended up, sorry, sign is not the correct word, got a commitment from a five-star quarterback. Ohio State pulls a five-star wide receiver, Mylon Davis, for their recruiting class. And where I was intrigued by this is that if you look at these two teams that are significant rivals, it is more unlikely for a five-star quarterback to pick Michigan than it is for a five-star receiver to pick Ohio State. I that agree with that. That's a good, great analysis. That receiver signing for me doesn't really do anything for me because I know that they're going to go and get those kids, and if they miss out on one guy, they're going to go and get somebody else. But what is really, I think, sets off all the alarms and all the watch out for this because this is significant. This year's recruiting class, the 2024 cycle, okay, is not anywhere near what the 2023 cycle was like last year. There were a lot of really good quarterbacks. This year's class of quarterback stinks. It is bad. It is Dylan Rayola. You think so? You think it, so? It, it, after Dylan Rayola and Jane Davis, it starts to really drop off. If you talk to a lot of recruiting analysts, they will say wow. that it is a really, and I know that you know some people take what their opinions you know, with a grain of salt, but they will agree that there is a pretty significant drop off after that second guy in Jane Davis. So for them to come out here, pull one of the very few blue chip guys as one of the players in their class and a top quarterback, that is very significant. It is usually Ohio State who pulls these guys. And they had Dylan Rayola, who decommitted. And it seems like there has been a, a, a break in that relationship. So right now, if we're looking at the most important position on the field, Michigan has a significant pull over Ohio State. I'm not going to sit here and say that they've overtaken them, but I think that this is a, a key thing to monitor, that they were able to get a guy that I think most would have anticipated would not have really been on Michigan's radar. I'm going to push back just a little bit, just a little bit. I know that Rayola, but you still have Julian Sane, DJ Lagway, CJ Carr, Jake uh, uh, Merklinger, I think was his name. Well, all those guys are four stars, and they're they're not within now, – not all – hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, yes. Let me just tell you something. Yeah. Okay, we did a deep dive on 247. We did a deep dive on, uh, you know, the first year of on three on our AYS show. Mm-hmm. Joe, they missed too much. Yes. They miss way too much. I am. I, here's what the truth of it all is. You want to hear what the truth is? Mm-hmm. These guys, like Colin Hurley, was a five star guy that they reclass that he after he reclassified. CJ Carr was a guy that we wanted to reclassify. Then he took a step back after he committed to Notre Dame. I, listen, historically, when a position group is down in recruiting services, means when it comes draft time, they're the best. Look at what's going on. With this, with this draft right now, okay? Defensive line was down. Will mm-hmm. Anderson and Jalen Carter said, suck on my rear end, okay? So let's let's just calm down just a minute, okay? okay. I, I want to preface that. However, I agree with you. C.J. Carr, who is a legacy at, at Michigan, okay? His grandfather coached there. He's a Hall of Famer. We get all that. He commits to Notre Dame. I don't think that the 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 commitment necessarily uh of Jaden Davis committing to Michigan is as big to Ohio State as it is for Michigan not getting CJ Carr. When I saw Jaden Davis commit to Michigan, I'm like, "Hey man, Harbaugh for 6 months took an outright beating from his fan base that the car kid was going to Notre Dame and not Michigan. And all he did was, was he went and got a better quarterback. The kid is, Jaden Davis, is literally ranked ahead one spot than C.J. Carr. That's mm-hmm. how you win in recruiting, okay? I don't really t- Ohio State, as an example, okay, has done so good at quarterback over the years. They had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback sitting behind JT Barrett. Um, I forget the young man who passed away tragically. Uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. The guy sitting behind the both of those dudes, his name was Burrow. Okay. Ohio State, as an example, uh, two drafts ago, when it was Burrow, Chase Young, and Akuna, they could have had the first three overall picks. I'm going to calm down with a little bit on the simple nature that Michigan's overtaking Ohio State. But here's my ultimate thing. Mm -hmm. 
this is where Ohio State is getting their absolute rear ends torn up. Like they like, you know, Joe, when you're in middle school and you get in trouble and the assistant principal's coming out with the paddle and it's got the little holes in the paddle. So when it hits you on your rear end and it rears back, the suction is pulling your booty cheeks. Okay, maybe you weren't a bad kid. Maybe that's a thing in the South when kids get paddled. Yeah. This is where, <laughs> this is where Michigan is tearing up Ohio State. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ohio State that's not going in the portal. And before you say, well, the portal doesn't mean anything. Really? Because this is what Michigan just went and got. You ready? Ladarius Henderson, interior offensive lineman. Miles hit uh Miles, Miles Hinton and Drake Nugent, Stanford offensive lineman. Oh, by the way, they had Michigan had the best offensive line in the country last year. They're returning four of them. They're only getting better. Here's another thing. I went over to Ohio State. You know what they get out of the portal? Mostly skill guys. Yes. Mostly skill guys. Yes. Doesn't matter. They're getting that ass worn out up front. And the truth. Michigan does this is the ultimate this is the that this the rivalry and the recruiting between Ohio State and Michigan is the ultimate determination of what wins you football games up front or skill mm-hmm. Joe I could care less that Ohio State got another five-star receiver sounds cute when you're getting beat by teams that can beat you up or play teams that teams that can beat you up front, a.k.a. Georgia, a.k.a. Michigan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care what that composite score ranking is when it comes down to Michigan having a better overall class, in my opinion, than 17. They're beating you up front. That is how the game is won. Bottom line, until Ryan – it's like the – you know, some of these teams have these misconceptions about them. Like Ohio State, can, and look, Ohio State, what's the kid's name that's going to get drafted high? Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> you got to get four more of them dudes to really do something. Yeah. Joe, the, the truth between – I said this on my show this week from an LSU perspective, from an Alabama perspective, from everybody's perspective in college athletics, especially college football. You're not chasing Ohio State anymore. You know who you're now chasing? Georgia. Because until you can get enough dudes up front that can overcome what they give you, you're not going to win anyway. Joe, I will take a little bit less skilled players, just a little bit. I don't need the five-star guy. Go get me the dudes that can win you the win you the game up front. You know who – especially when, when we talk about recruiting, like – Jamar Chase is the uh, four, the lowest or one of the lower rated four stars. And mm-hmm. I know Baleen came out with, well, who's the best skill guy? And I'm like, dude, Jamar Chase was a low rated four star. You know, I, like I look at uh, who's the kid from Ohio State that went to Alabama, uh, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, yep. Low rated four star. And I'm like, that kid's better than anybody. I, yeah. I was preaching from the rafters when Jamison Williams came out. I'm like, this kid is unreal. What are you talking about? Like this kid's a first round overall, a first round pick. What are we? What are we doing here? Until Ohio State gets serious about recruiting up front, they're going to continue to get beat by Michigan. That's how I see it. So and a couple. You, okay, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm cutting you off. No, I'm, to, done. Your point. I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. A couple thoughts on that. So one thing that I always find really interesting with offensive line recruiting, everyone assumes offensive linemen are just you know brutes. You know, assumes that they're they're not going to be the smartest kids and they're not going to go to the best schools. Historically through the draft, historically through the draft, do you know what position group scores the highest on the Winderlich test, not named quarterback? It's it's offensive line. It's offensive line. So a lot of times if you monitor these recruiting classes and you pay attention to, and you look at where the top guys sign, a lot of them pick good academic institutions. Now you're going to have the instances of Caden Proctor, switching from Iowa to Alabama. The little kid went to Stanford. He was the number three overall kid in the recruiting. He goes to Stanford. I'm like, what, you going to go up there and hug some trees? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but exactly my point, though, is that it's a position where you have a lot of really smart guys. And I always find it funny, not funny, but it, you always, if you meet people outside of football that are really high up at various businesses and whatnot that are really focused on academics in school, a lot of them played offensive line. 
And I think that that helps Michigan yeah, in did. the circumstance. <laughs> You're not in this category. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it really helps Michigan in that stance. And there's a reason why like Notre Dame, for example, always recruits well along the offensive line is because they're able to attract those certain types of kids. I will say though, I, I push back a little bit on the notion that they're not, it's not that they're not getting good enough athletes, Ohio state for the offensive line position. I have concern with the development and the mentality that they bring to the position. So for example, Paris Johnson, highly recruited tackle plays guard bumps out the tackle, really good football player. Smartest move he ever made. Yes. Great athlete. Is he consistently aggressive and does he have the right demeanor snap to snap? That's no, he to be not. Seen. Luke Whipler, who's going to be drafted highly this year as their starting center. Really good athlete. Moves really well. Not the most consistently strong and, I'm and aggressive player. I'm going to tell you something very quickly about him. Yeah. I, I remember a couple of buddies of mine. We were sitting here watching the Ohio State-Michigan game. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, what is he calling on this protection? Yeah. What is he doing? He just did it, it seemed like the game was way too fast for him, but continue. He's a young guy, so that, that doesn't surprise me. And then the last darling of the draft class amongst the offensive linemen is Dewan Jones, who's six eight, he's 350 pounds, massive freaking kid. And everyone's saying, like, oh, this is going to be a second round pick. Guys aren't supposed to be able to move that well for this size. The funny thing about Dewan Jones, he actually came on uh the draft prospect show that I do with, with Ryan Roberts. And he basically stated he's only playing football because he's this big. He loves basketball more than he loves football. My there main point know. here is that you've got a group of guys and you're not recruiting the right ones. You're recruiting a lot of good athletes that you're going to show up and you're going to kick the crap out of Maryland. You're going to kick the crap out of Rutgers. And they do that. They do that on a week-to-week -week basis. They can match up well with, with other good defensive lines that have good athletes. That's but when you, when you get punched in the face by a team like Michigan that is – a lot more physical and a lot more aggressive and has the right kids, the right recruits and have developed them into uh, the right mentality, a hard working mentality. You're going to lose those games. That's where I get, I, I have the cause for concern is it's not so much. They're not getting the athletes. They're not developing them, developing them. And they're not getting the guys that fit what you need to be physical up front. It, it's hard, Joe, to, to counteract that you know and that and look like chris says in the chat you for you forgot ohio state probably should have won the natty this year no they shouldn't have no they yeah. shouldn't have uh, you know what probably works works in hand hand grenades and horseshoes being close <laughs> to something only works when it in hand grenades like if somebody's throwing a hand grenade at you it, it doesn't matter that they should have almost won it they're, they still got beat by Michigan. They still didn't win their conference. They still haven't won the conference the last two years. They've still been out of the playoff. They've gotten beaten by Georgia. Great. You came closest to beating Georgia last year. Sounds good for you. You also had a game plan and a game uh, 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 plan printed out for you against Georgia that you had. And you know what happened, Joe? When your best wide receiver went out in Ohio State, what happened? You crumbled. You crumbled. Joe, they could have easily lined up and tried to run the football, at least to burn some clock, get a couple of first downs. Don't tell me that Georgia doesn't give up first downs last year. They gave up a, a handful of third downs running the football. I remember LSU. I remember Missouri. I remember some of these games that they're giving up first downs, Missouri being the number one team that they were giving up first downs on third down for in the running game. Don't tell me it can't happen. You're supposed to be one of the pinnacles one of the blue bloods. Well, like I say all the time, it does not matter if you're a blue blood when you're getting your teeth kicked in up front. It never matters. Now, here's the thing. that mm -hmm. The only thing that I'm going to counteract this and stick up for Ohio State. You ready? I Listen to me. When I say this, don't freak out. Don't freak out, okay? Okay, okay. It's just the truth. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to argue, okay? okay? Okay. I just went and looked this morning because I was like, you know what? If I'm going to go with it's way too early, let me just – because it is. Joe, it's way too early. We got, what, nine months until December, right? Like, so, come on. Maybe yeah. not nine months. Yeah. N close to Notre Dame was number one this time last year, and they finished ninth. So Okay. 
Good example. I don't mean that in a wrong way. I, I, I like I legitimately don't. Okay, but things happen when the season starts. So to say Ohio State is not going to be ahead of Michigan in recruiting, I'm going to just take a, a little step back. I got to see Michigan actually take them over in recruiting before I start saying anything about maybe there is an issue at Ohio State until like I got to see it first Joe I got to see it because again Notre Dame was beating seven seven SEC teams mm-hmm. at the end of it all they were behind all of them so uh, so again not, I, I get that I, I'm not trying to I really am not trying to put poo on Notre Dame all I'm saying is the top two kids that were going are going to be or at the time committed to Notre Dame, one kid went to Alabama, and then you didn't get Peyton Bowen. He, you know, you, we all know what happened there. That's all that I'm trying to say here. It's all I'm trying to, uh, to 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 paint the picture of. Okay, I get that, but so here's where the angle that I'm approaching this a little bit differently, and I I let in with this at the beginning. I'm not so much paying attention to the fact that where do they finish in the rankings, who finishes with the higher rated recruiting class, because as we said those rankings are are relatively arbitrary. You know, it, it's a lot of information compiling by these sites that puts these rankings together. It is an aggregation of data that places them where they are, and it's numbers given to kids based on how they were graded. Joe, did you know, uh, as an example, very quickly, mm-hmm. that the evaluators for 247 had not gone inside the state of Louisiana, Mississippi, and only parts of Alabama since COVID? I, I would I would believe that. Okay, so s- spare me with your spare me with the you know when they say we've gone and seen no you had and you saw them at a camp in their underwear. Well, to that to that point, even further, there are notoriously if you ask anyone who covers recruiting for like team specific, you ask anyone and they're going to tell you, uh, oh, they sometimes will just put a four star three star rating on a kid that they've never seen. Because Alabama offered them. They do that all of the time because they just need to have their teams crossed. And listen, I'm actually okay with that. If Nick Saban offers a kid, Mm -hmm. if if Nick offers a kid like a real offer, okay. You know what I mean? Like there are certain coaches that if they get a real offer from, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. What I don't like is the Bama bump, right? Like if you (laughs) – everybody in the South knows – kids get Bama bumps all the time. I'll yes. give you an example, okay? So, 247 um, had Aaron Anderson, okay? This is a couple years, uh, two years ago. Aaron Anderson was the 1,500 overall recruit in the country. Buddy, I was out here screaming from the rafters. The kid's a five-star. The kid's a five-star. Screaming. He commits to the University of Alabama. He went from 1,500 to 27th. Exactly. Exactly. Insanity. Insanity. They don't do their due diligence oftentimes. No, they don't. So that's why I, for my sake of this argument, I'm not putting too much stock into where these rankings end up. My main focus here is on that fact that they don't frequently get these five-star recruits. The last guy that they got was J.J. McCarthy, and they've been waiting for that next guy to come up. I really do believe in it. I, I know that it's you're going to reiterate the point that you made at the beginning of the show, that just because there's not that many five-star quarterbacks in this class doesn't mean that there's not good quarterbacks. But I think if you evaluate and we sit here and we watch all the tape on the quarterbacks, which I haven't done, we would agree that Jaden Davis is significantly higher than the next best guy in the class. There is um, a drop I'm off. Not, in I'm, this not, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Here's why. Okay. Because Jaden Davis went to a couple of these camps, and as a thrower, he was not impressive. Okay. He, he wasn't more impressive than Colin Hurley. He wasn't more impressive than C.J. Carr. He wasn't more impressive than Raiola. He wasn't more. But you know what he does that I think. He fits he fits team specific stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like as an example, if you give that kid three reads on a bootleg and he and one of those reads is him running, you're in deep shit. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna call it what it is. You're in deep trouble. He you know what he you know who he is, in my opinion. He is a more polished, he is a more polished Trey Lance. 
That's that's how I that's how I see him. I and look, because I because of you know watching the Colin Hurley kid, which he's been on my show. I think he's a good kid. I watched the Jaden Davis kid because they thought he was going somewhere else outside of Michigan. I'm like, bro, if Michigan does get this dude, he it's significant. It's significant. And I agree with you there. It is a massive deal that Harbaugh is able to pluck a five-star quarterback. If they can get some some receivers to come along with him, then watch out. That the biggest thing for me for Michigan in this recruiting aspect is the only piece of if they go out there and start getting some legitimate, and I'm talking about legitimate four-star recruits when it comes to the skill positions. Like Which they, they will. It, usually when you get these quarterbacks, they they bring a, a collective of guys that are – Correct. They've Correct. met at these I mean, camps. They got the Jacob Odin kid, uh, the running back um, – the running back from uh, – shoot. Um, I forget where the kid's from. But they uh, they got the running back – they have they've had some visits, but listen, they're just doing some really good things right now, Joe, mm-hmm. in recruiting that I don't think you can that you can take away from. NIL is becoming a little bit of a thing for them. They're putting some money there, and it's an academic institution. Here's my here's my only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this. Okay, okay. is right now this is the top this is the top, and I went I stopped at Ohio State because. Uh, it's Georgia, Michigan, LSU, Ohio State. I want to see what it's like at the end. You know who's not in that top five yet? Bama. So, again, hold off on what you're doing and what you're saying. Yeah. Because here, here's another thing. A&M, Flor- look, we're not – as much as I poo-poo on Billy Napier, dogs kind of rolling a little bit in recruiting. So – uh, again, Michigan's not going to end it too. They're, They're not. not. They're well, not. And Alabama's certainly going to flip a bunch of kids like they did this past cycle. They they do it at the. They almost wait for everybody to go get their, you know, their bids in on everyone, and then they're like last month, they go and pull everyone like they did with Caden Proctor, who's the top offensive lineman in the class. Well, and Iowa just sucks. Let's yeah. call it. Let, let's call it what it is. Well, the kid's from I mean, Iowa. That's the only reason why he was committed there. Right. I mean, let me go down. Alabama is currently currently has four commits. They're ranked 19th in the class per 247. You want to hear some of the teams that ha- are, are better in recruiting very quickly, better than Alabama right now? Yeah, let's hear Minnesota, it. Wake Forest, Clemson, oh my God. Iowa, Texas Tech, Florida, Oregon, South Carolina, North Carolina, Penn State, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Florida State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, and Georgia. How the hell is Wake Forest in Minnesota? Who do they pull? Because they have recruits. They have more recruits than Alabama oh, does. Stupid. It is- well, it's like last year, Texas Tech was like a top five Tech- class. Now, now, listen. Now, listen. We're going to have to talk about Texas Tech. Oh, they, they got a kid that I really like that they no, 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 no. We're going to have to talk about Texas Tech. I ain't yeah, talking about like, they got a kid. Good, good or bad way. We're going to have to talk about them as a program. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think they're very hey, positive hey, direction. That you want, hey. You want to find your TCU last year? Sex Tech. I said it on the show. We we did breakout I stars. I started researching them after you said that because I wanted to absolutely dump on your on your mm-hmm. take there. Boy, was I wrong. If you have a sec this weekend, go watch Dre McRae from Austin. I did. It's bull BS. I wanted to tell you you were an idiot. Now I can't tell you you're an idiot. Every time you say something, I try to find a way to call you an idiot. And then when you go, I do my right, I do my research. I know my stuff. Well, like, well, if if I'm silent on one of your takes, it's like mm. God damn it. <laughs> Seriously, the watch Austin P versus Alabama. Dre McCray is going to be one of the best receivers in the country. He's one of the best receivers in the country. All right, let me ask you this though. Let's transition here a little bit before we get to questions. Um, questions. What are the real expectations for 2023 for both these teams? Now, I now candid, candid. I have been I have been out there saying mm-hmm. I like Penn State more than these two teams. If Penn State's quarterback situation goes the way I think it's going to go, I like Penn State. Joe, you know what? I, you know where I'm sitting at right now. 
if I had to make a bet today, even though I think Penn State's going to ultimately take it over this year alone, if I had to make a pick pick, though, I'm going with Michigan. I, I, I'm going with Michigan to win the Big Ten, uh, Big 12, uh, Big 10 again. I don't know where you can. Here's the problem. Here's the thing when I break down Michigan like I was doing this week when we were going to talk about this or, or this uh, last couple of days. This is the thing. Buddy, they're returning their offensive line. They got some nude pieces on the defensive line. They got a lot of guys returning. They got some really good linebackers. Their DBs aren't that bad. I love their coaching staff. I think Harbaugh, as an example, gets ridiculed too much for what mm. Michigan really is. I'm going to tell you something. How is Michigan a blue blood when they haven't won as many national titles as anybody else? I think Harbaugh, as an example, is a damn good coach. I think they're a damn good team. And for me, until Ohio State shows that they give a damn up front, I'm not picking them to win a damn thing. I second that statement, and I, as much as it pains me to support Michigan, being a Notre Dame fan, I do agree with that, that if you just – they didn't lose anybody. That whole effort to return a bunch of fifth-year seniors in, like, Blake Corum and key offensive linemen Bro. is really big. A starting five-star quarterback in J.J. McCarthy who showed a lot of positive signs of progression returning. I think that he is good enough, and I've said this on other shows before, and I've gotten laughed at it. Dude, the guy's got some skill, and I think he's going to be a first-round pick when it's all said and done at the end yeah. of the season. He's got he's got the traits. He's got as much as we sit here and we we go crazy over Anthony Richardson. Here we're gonna we do go. it. We're gonna do here it over JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy. Great head ass. He's a great go. football player. And then the last bit on this. First of all, Michigan needs to win the Big Ten. Big Ten or bus. Ohio State. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say Michigan's got to win the Big Ten or bust. I don't. I don't see them. There's no reason why they should do anything lower with everything that they're returning. They didn't send that many guys well, to the draft they this just year. Won the Big Ten twice. If they, it is an underachievement if they don't win the Big Ten again with the roster. That I don't. Have. I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't agree with that because I don't think people are giving Penn State enough credit. They have. Penn State's got a young, talented team. Michigan's got a, a, a veteran, talented team. I agree with that. I'm not going to say it's a bust. I'm not going to say it's a bust because okay. Joe, Ohio State could still make the playoff and almost beat Georgia. It's true. That's true. And my my thoughts, though, just quickly on Ohio All State. Right. If they finish with better, better than two losses, I think that's a good season for them. I, I think that everyone get, would get upset over that thought, and Ohio State fans would get up, upset over that thought. But you're losing three offensive line starters. You're losing your starting quarterback. You're losing a receiver that you didn't have that didn't play. There's a lot of defensive players, too, that, that there's question marks on returning. They're going to lose a dumb football game next year. It's going to happen. The, here's and I don't question. know who's their quarterback. Well, I don't. We Nobody knows. No. Here's the ultimate question. Are they really going to fire Ryan Day? If he, if he loses two games, are they really going to fire him? Joe, I don't he'd know. Be, he'd be what? What would his record be? Let's look it up right, really quickly. Hold on. He on. has a good record and a re good recruiting background, so it feels weird holding him accountable and trying to fire him over stuff like that. But at the same no, time, forty-five and six. So then, that's a that good record. Moment, he would be fifty-five and eight if they went ten and two. He'd be fifty-five and eight. That's better than a lot of coaches in the country, though. You know who? You know who that would tie? You know who? You know who had a fifty-five and eight record before they started winning nineties? Kirby. Yes, exactly. But you got to win the – I think the difference is that Kirby took over a team that was very mediocre. Georgia was average. Georgia was really freaking uh, average. Say that. They were playing for SEC championships games. They were they – were But they weren't what they are right now. They were a, a, a team that was competitive. N Nobody was Alabama. That's true. No, but I'm saying nobody that was Alabama. I mean, yeah, he took it to the next level, but yeah. let's not act as if let's not act as if look, they had they that that's that's cap because everybody says that about Kirby. That's a lie. Um, what's his name? Mark Richt had top 10 recruiting class after top 10 recruiting class after top 10 recruiting class after top 10 recruiting class. That's BS. That, that's horse manure. I don't want to hear that he took over. Uh-uh, uh-uh, don't uh, wait, wait, no wait, but uh -uh. 
Joe, they, played, a, they have played, listen to this, okay. they have played in almost the same amount of SEC title games as Alabama. Yes. So yes, don't tell me that they were don't don't tell me that they were a lower program. They play more SEC title games, if I'm not mistaken, more than Florida. But my thought here, and the reason they why play they played more than Tennessee. My thought here and why they moved on from Rick is that they couldn't get over that hump of being two to three losses. Well, they, and they wanted to be back in they, they didn't outright fire Rick. He stepped down. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't fire a coach that's going nine and three every year. Right. That's that's the thing, is that they were Average wasn't the right word. Less miles, average wasn't the right word. Above average. They weren't a national championship. They were contender. a good team. They were a good team. They were a good program. Good they team, were good but not, not what they are right now. No, nobody. But again, what are we talking about? Yes. Nobody is. The po- but the point I was trying to make here, it, it's not Georgia related. It's that Kirby took the, the team a step forward from good to elite. Ryan Day took over elite and brought them down to good. That's the difference. And that's why the conversation has now been brought up of do we fire Ryan Day uh, if he's not I, beating Michigan and they're not winning titles? Right, I'm we gonna, don't want to waste, we don't want to be Wisconsin. Beep. Beep. Time out. Okay. Cap. What do you mean, cap? Cap on what? Here's why it's cap. Urban Meyer got blanked by Clemson in a playoff game. Blank. So won a natty. Okay. Gr- sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. How many did he win in 10 years? Is it one? One. Still won a natty. You're right. I'm not I'm not comparing Ryan Day to Urban Meyer as a coach. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, don't say that when we were calling uh uh Purdue the spoiler makers because they were beating Ohio State every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ohio State had some really bad losses and some really bad stuff happened to them under Urban Meyer. It, 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 they are the exact – you want to know the truth? Here's the truth. You ready? It, it, it gets magnified because they're losing to Michigan and they're not winning the Big Ten. But now that they have a team that's in that division that's actually capable of winning, they're starting to, they're starting to falter. It's, it's like the old saying – and, Joe, I told you this. Yes. We talked about our top 10 programs. Everybody was getting on to me about not putting Ohio State higher. But then we come into this discussion and we talk about this, and everybody's like, oh, they're going to win. They're going to go 10 and 2 next year. Well, how am I? If they don't, if they go 10 and 2 and don't make another playoff, they are the most overrated program in the country with what they recruit if they can't win the Big Ten. It's not as if, it is not as if. Ohio State has the gauntlet that the SEC does. Mm-hmm. Yo, there is not. Let me just tell you something. Alabama, Georgia, name the school. They don't have to play in order within a month. Tennessee, South Carolina, who, by the way, was not a bad team at the end of the stretch. They're still a good team down the stretch. LSU, the worst team in the SEC, maybe, and Texas A&M has four. Teen five stars. So spare me, spare me that Ohio State's not the most overrated team in the program. When finally a team breaks through and it can actually compete for once, and they keep losing to Michigan. This isn't anything. This isn't uh, Urban didn't. Here's the thing that I would say that Ryan Day has to overcome that Urban Meyer didn't. Mm-hmm. Name a team in the Big Ten that was on Michigan's level when Urban Meyer was in the Big Ten. Wisconsin. Well, uh, no. not on Michigan's no, no, no. level, but was competitive. Was Wisconsin? They were the a nine and three team. team. They the were always team. a nine and three team. They were a just a good team. Yeah. They weren't on the level of Michigan. There, there was never once a team in the Big Ten that could be like a Michigan that Urban Meyer had to consistently go against on a year in year out basis. Is that not fair? That is correct. That's true. Okay, let me get into this. I don't disagree with you on your thought process of them going ten and two. Because I think for the first time, now I say all that, I think it's a three-team race in the Big Ten. I really do believe two Big Ten teams could get into the final, the, the, the playoff this year, and it's last year of being four teams. I've told you what I thought about Penn State. I told you what I thought about Michigan. I, and now you know what I know. Uh, I think about Ohio State. Joe, they don't know who their quarterback is. But here's the problem with that. It don't matter sometimes what quarterback you got. 
if Marvin Harrison Jr. is wide-ass open and can take it to the hizzy, might not really matter. Mm -hmm. They got to get better at being more physical on both lines of scrimmage. That's it. That's it. You are getting beat by teams because you're not good up front. That's it. I, there, there's no that's that's the simple and truth nature mm-hmm. okay who do you by the way i said i think penn state i'm gonna pick michigan at right now but i think penn state is trending who do you think wins the big 10 it's michigan okay. michigan wins you the big pick 10. michigan okay so I, I, I think it's more of a foregone conclusion than for me than, than what i'm for you okay. I, I think penn state's gonna be good next year but i just like drew allard is an athlete he's a good good football player but i don't i don't know if I'm going to be that confident to to don him this elite player if he hasn't taken enough snaps yet. Well, Same, they got elite kids on Ohio State, so it's like the same difference. All right, Antoine Johnson. He's had a lot of great comments in here today, okay? But he he said Ohio State might not get past Notre Dame. Stop the stop the cap. They don't, they don't, don't. I, I think the Notre Dame could give them a run for their coming, money. That don't first you dare come in here. Don't you dare come no, in no, here. No, that game is going to be a hard-fought battle. Don't don't act like oh, that, that first game of the season. Notre Dame's going to get them cheese clapped. Notre Dame kept it close with them in week one this year, and they didn't have a quarterback. They got Sam Hartman now. And, and CJ Stroud's gone. Texas, Texas kept it close with Alabama. Doesn't matter. They're going to beat them. Watch. It's funny because, you know, well, who? Hold on, hold on. Notre Dame's going to beat Ohio State. Watch. I'm going to sit the whole damn offseason. Want to make a bet? What are we betting? Anything. We've bet too many things. I think we've got like five And I've never made you pay. Not all of them them have come to fruition yet. You're legitimately 0-4 on these bets, and I've never made you pay. That's not true. Name all the bets. Name one that you've won. Name one I don't remember any of the bets because we don't write them down. You can't now. You can't remember when you say name one. I don't remember the. I have a terrible memory. We should have wrote them down. Oh, you have a terrible memory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Notre Dame's going to beat Ohio State. Okay. You want to talk about a team that gets their asses beat up front? Not Notre Dame. They have the athletes at offensive line. No, 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 no. The, the issues that they have is at the quarterback position, at the receiver position. That was what held them back. Don't, don't act like they that they don't have the the, the bodies up front at the offense uh, at offensive line. Come on now. We're watching this. We're we're watching the same f- football team. Blake, Joe, come Marshall on. pushed them around. That was that was Joe all on. Okay, okay. Ohio on State. quarterback play. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Stanford pushed them around up front. Quarterback play. N- no. Drew Pine played like shit. That was the worst game I've seen from Drew Pine. I blame that all on Drew Pine, and he's gone now. Notre Dame, and who are we talking? Stanford. Box score. Hey, hold on one second. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay. Let me do this. Hmm. I don't know why this isn't pull, pulling up. I because I don't know why it's not pulling. Yeah, because you fit, you pulled up the numbers that. No, it's really it's re, no it's really not pulling up. Correct. Let me see if I can click this one. All right, here we go. This okay. one works. All right. How many sacks? See, share screen. Man, I have no idea what I'm doing. All right, here we go. Yeah, it was Drew Pine's fault. He had 151 yards, and he threw for 15 for 27. I watched an no, airmail no, guys that were on, on, on flare out. You had Chris Tyree, 3.1 yards per carry. Drew Pond, 3.8 yards per carry. Jane Thomas didn't even get a damn yard. You 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 should have continued to finish. Well, uh, look up the defensive stats. All how right. Many, all right. Uh, uh, how many tackles for loss? The, the Casey kid had 91 yards. They ran it down your throat. They ran it down your throat. Look at the passing total that that Tanner McKee had. It doesn't matter the passing total. They beat. They had a more balanced. They had a more balanced offense in that game. Well, hold on, hold on. Google. It's not hard to. It's not. It's not hard to stop a team when you know what they're doing every single play. Hold on, hold on. Let's get here. Hold on. Good googly moogly. 
whoever uh, Colleen LeBron is, 31 carries, 163. The King kid, one carry, 30 yards. You're going to sit here and tell me that you weren't getting beat up front? Damn. Oh, look, wait. Tyler Buckner, look at this, 44 yards, 33 yards, 22 yards. You don't – one dude, one not, dude one explosive run. When you have a, a quarterback as cheeks. bad – Marshall, clap those cheeks. When you have quarterback play as bad as Notre Dame did, it's not hard to stop a team when you know that all they can do is run the ball. You can't run the ball against – you can't run the ball against Marshall – you can't run the ball against Marshall and it's Buckner's fault. That's what you're going to come in here and we, tell me. We sat here and chat on Tommy Reese because we both Marshall. agreed that he's is a bad play caller. To, is that what you're trying to say? You can't run the ball against Marshall. I put no blame on the offensive ball. line. I put no blame on the offensive line. Is? Do you know how idiotic that is? It's not idiotic. I, I don't put blame on the offensive line. I put it on the play calling and the quarterback play. It all goes down to that. It all goes down to um, that. All right, you want to get to some of these mailbag questions? Yeah, let's get to some. Uh, I have a – let's – we had a couple good comments uh, from Colin. We're going to get to – let's – I'm not answering the athletic director's one that he commented. Um, Why? Why? How many athletic directors do you know off the top of your head? Uh, off the top of my head, I'd probably yeah. do 10. I, I could do three. Like, I, I – Colin, a nice try. Um, Oh, he's he, just trying to get you that Schwarbeck sucks. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, he's very deliberate. Let's answer this one. Anything on Hugh Freeze's spring exhibition comments? So that I sent this. Uh, I don't really. You don't want to talk? Well, really no, quick. No, so no, I said, no, we can. Let's talk about it. I just, I, what I was saying is I just don't really care what he what, I, I texted this to you and I thought it's, it's kind of goofy. So his format is uh, the defense starts up 24 to nothing and there's a 60 minute running clock Why? in the quarters. Why? Oh, he's clearly just dicking around. He's like, all right, you know, if if I want this, uh, if I want to get to play another team, you know let's make he's a, trying to do an example you of know this. what he's trying to do. What? He's trying to make his offense look really good because what he's going to yeah. do is he's going to put the first team against the second team, and then he's going to run out there, and then they're going to score points. And be like, oh man, we got to talk about Hugh Freeze and Auburn. That's exactly what he's doing. That's that's a good point, and I also anyone who pays attention. Uh, pays attention to spring football like i remember when i played the defenses <laughs> kick the crap out of the offense because they know what's coming they know all right. the plays they go against it every single day right agreed i mean uh, i just don't really have it i mean i will say this i will say this i am intrigued to see the ashford kid with Hugh freeze mm -hmm. him with look what uh, what was your boy's name harson brian harson yeah. What a horrible hire. Terrible hire. God. Not a fit. Um, let's see what Ashford can do with Hugh Freeze. I mean, you know what I think? You know what? I, I said this the other day, and, and people got on to me. You ready? Mm -hmm. I think Auburn's better than Arkansas right now. Yeah, I I, I don't think that's a – I, I, I give top, them credit Arkansas for having – top 15. They're going to be a top 15 team. They're returning, you know, though. I know Arkansas is going to be a top 15 team in the country, yeah. and I don't think they're better than Auburn. It's significant to return KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. That's what I will say. I agree. You also had four offensive linemen leave that started for you last year. Or I think be, four. Three or four. Uphill battle. All right, next one. What we got? Um, before we get to the ones in the chat, somebody asked where Stequavius Bennett will be drafted. Fourth oh, round is the again. earliest. Fourth round is the earliest he goes. I don't. I think that there is. I, I'm cool with that. The media is pushing him. By the way, did you see his his video of him getting arrested? That's I embarrassing, did. man. The way he's, hey, he's how, like, did I not? Did I not tell you that's exactly how it was going to transpire? We, I said on this show, I told you on this show that it it went and exactly how I told you it was going to happen happened. It's, uh, dude. It. it Look, if you if you've talked to anybody in law enforcement that's arrested mm -hmm. somebody for drunken disorders, like it all goes the same. He's like, everybody can't get in the car, nobody can get in the. Car. It's all the same stuff. He wasn't that bad. He was drunk. I, I mean, I, well, he was being a little bit of a prick though. That was like the show. Everybody getting arrested is acting like a prick. He was acting a little bit like, oh, no, how, how could you how could you arrest Stetson Bennett? Like that Joe, was the, the every single human being on the face of the planet. 
trust me, I've been here. Okay. Every single person that gets put in handcuffs and gets brought to jail is a little piece of shit. That's how they act. That's just the facts. He doesn't, he did not act any any different than anybody else that gets arrested and goes to jail. I promise you. Yeah, he, I mean, that's but that's telling is that if he was a responsible adult and he wasn't like that, oh, he probably wouldn't have no, been he's arrested. He's 24 years old. Bro. I'm 20. No, he's 25. He's older than me. I, okay. I haven't been arrested, knock on wood. I just haven't been arrested. Because, just because you haven't. You know what you else you haven't done? You what? haven't been the starting quarterback for two back to back Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm not a quarterback though. That's not gonna happen. That's not my look. I'm just saying that like it's an excuse because the he's 24. I would argue that like that's too old to be doing. All right, let me shit ask like you this. a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Why aren't you saying anything about guys like Peyton Manning when they were coming out with sexual assault cases? Or anything like that, but then the dr- drunken disorderly is the biggest thing that we're talking about. What well, I because I don't I wasn't around on, when that happened. I wasn't on. on this earth. What? It was 1998 when that came out. You weren't born in 1998. I was, but I think it happened. Are we still in your you know your ball in your day's ball set? Probably. Okay. I don't know the timeline. Here's here. All right, maybe that's a bad one. <sighs> I don't know. We can pull up other examples, but my point is that we're focusing on this one and I'm talking about what it means for this one. I'd probably do the same. Well, everybody wants to talk about Stoquavius. And the only thing that I care about at the current moment is not about his drunken disorder. Joe, that's the the chances. Baker Mayfield. Has Baker Mayfield been a problem off the field since his drunken disorderly? Baker was a, shouldn't have been drafted where he was. I'm just going to say that. Take that, take that away. Has Baker Mayfield been an issue off the field since? I'm not worried about if he's a, if it's not about if I'm worried about him off the field. I don't think Stetson's going to get in trouble in the NFL. I'm worried that the kid's an asshole. That's what I'm worried about. I don't and want Baker a quarterback. Who isn't? I don't want a backup quarterback well, who acts like that. And me, but that's the thing so, is Baker, I mean, Baker you, is though. Burrow, Baker you, is. Burrow's not got a little bit of an asshole being a little bit of an asshole to and him. He hasn't been arrested for drunken disorderly. How do you know? I don't. But I think that that. But at the very least, Joe. When you say Joe ain't been, Joe, Joe Burrow at least is somebody who clearly rallies guys rally around him because he is a good the whole teammate. state. If Joe Burrow got arrested, they'd probably burn the whole state it, down. It's like the same crap with Kyrie Irving, where everyone's like, "Well, if you ask all the guys that have played with him, they all love Kyrie Irving." Look at the Mavs right now; they're about to miss the playoffs because they went and brought him in. The guy's a cancer. I don't they want guys that are already missing the playoffs. They were one of the best teams in the West when before they, they brought in Kyrie. Streak before they traded for him. That's why they traded for him. What are they, we talking about they here? They were on a seven game losing streak. Lucas, uh, you want to look it up? I know that they were on a losing streak, but they're still one of the best teams in the West at the time. No, they're not. Your wins and losses are permanent. They moved a bunch of guys that Luka are now the reason why the Nets are making Luka the playoffs. Luca had Trey Murphy from the Pelicans hit three threes in his grill. How is that on Kyrie Irving? That was the whole point is that they need more defensive players. And they wouldn't got a guy who doesn't play defense. So that's the whole point is that but why would you put a guy? Luka. He hit it on Luca. But he hit it on Kyrie. Jalen Brunson, if they kept him around, isn't letting that play go down. All right, let's get to Kevin's question. Here in the season. That, see, wait, wait. Brumfield agrees with me. They traded away their best defenders. That's the whole point. You're bringing in a guy who's a piece of crap. He also said this. It is Kyrie's Kyrie's fault. fault. It is Kyrie's fault because he doesn't play defense. Trey Murphy hitting a shot in Luka Doncic's face is not Kyrie's fault or problem. Forget that one specific play. He he doesn't play defense. It's not one specific play, Joe. It was in the fourth quarter, and Murphy was draining it from three. It's every game. It's every game. Hold on. Have you? Yeah, on Luka it is. Have you ever seen the uh, end game? With um uh, the Marvel movie Endgame, yes. Do you remember when Thanos says "Rain Fire"? Mm-hmm. That's what Trey Murphy did to Luka Doncic okay. from three. Okay. okay, all right. Let's, let's get some more football questions. All right, it, it, what's the next one? Uh, well, we don't have any other. I have too many South right. Dakota State questions that I'm not answering. So, what all do we have? Right. Where are chat? some of these in the chat? Do you have them? Uh, you highlighted this one at the top. One uh, is. When uh, this from Blaine Smith, when is the SEC going to officially announce? They already did the new conference alignment with Texas and Oklahoma. They already did, right? I mean, alignment. I mean, they already came out with the permanent opponents. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. 
Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, Blaine Smith says, can Wisconsin start winning the conference in three or four years now that Fickle's there? What do you think? I think in three to four years. You're not winning the conference. In four years. In four years, Luke Fickle's a really good coach. I think that Wisconsin could be one of those teams that maybe doesn't recruit well but dominates the portal. I really think that they can do that. Cincinnati. He got Cincinnati to a playoff. Yeah, but that's not sustainable, though. He's still got to bring in high school recruits. Like, we talk about this portal stuff. He he got a five-star to go to Cincinnati. That is hard. Deion Sanders got a five-star to go to Jackson State. But you know what else? They still got beaten the Celebration Bowl. Because everybody was already at was mentally at Colorado at that point. That was why they lost that game. I don't know. All right, next question. What we got? Uh, this was kind of a goofy one. Uh, do you, anybody I, remember the player that scored the lowest? It was Tyron score? Matthew, right? Was it? I think it was Tyron Matthew. Could somebody look that up? I uh, no, you, somebody in the chat should look that up. I think we've got enough people tuning in. Um. I'm trying to see if we have any other questions. Questions. We've got a lot of comments. Uh, Hold on. Let's, this is going to drive uh, me nuts. Colin was asking if we went back to college football. That was the last question that we had. Notable question that we had. Colin, thank you for the questions this week, by the way. You had good questions. Yeah, yeah. We're, good not gonna, questions. We're, not, we're not going to get to all of them. I like it. Colin's very leading. Colin knows how to get, get me upset. All right. Let's see. Uh, oh, Mo Claiborne. Mo Claiborne from LSU. Uh, he got a four. So that's that's two <laughs> LSU guys. Blake, what are we doing here? Uh, no, that's not the lowest. Mo Frank Gore was one of them. Ed, Ed Prather, Frank Gore, Vince Young had a six. Texas. What what was Tyran's was down there? I don't remember if Tyron went to the I don't think I mean it's certainly not in the lowest three, though. He went to the combine though. He definitely went to the combine. Yeah, maybe he did. Let me let me let me look. Hold on. Let me see this. Maybe um maybe I can look at another article. Ryan Fitzpatrick had a perfect oh damn near perfect score. Who would have ever thought about well, that? He went, he went to Harvard. Well, Tyron. just because you went to Harvard doesn't mean you're smart. Uh, that's true. Don't tell my girlfriend that. Oh, uh, she went there? She went there? Yeah. The Damn, I didn't know Mo, Mo Claiborne was that dumb. <laughs> Bro, you get, Bro a four dude, for, was... you get a four for writing your name down. Yeah, so that means, you know, how much of a dunce he was. Um, I mean, he was a terrible pro. I don't maybe there isn't a score for Tyron Matthew. I was trying to look at yeah. Oh uh, no, he scored a 22. Uh, maybe I was uh, maybe I was mixing him up with Mo Claiborne. You'd be glad that he scored a 22 because you know what? If he would have scored a four and had a Hall of Fame career like he's had, do you think he's had a Hall of Fame career? He's close. I don't think he's he's had enough because he had a his spurt of of just being a really good DB. It ended really quick. It ended really oh, quick. He and he had about six solid years. Yeah, I think he the last year after he won this year, you know, you know what the crazy thing about Tyron Matthew that you'll never understand mm-hmm. or people don't understand, he's gonna always lead in something, right? Which is crazy. All right, right. we got any more? No, I think it's good enough to to wrap us up on. All right, sounds good. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back Monday. Um, who knows what we'll talk about? I want to argue. I love arguing with you. It's so fun. Well, we've got Wednesday. We're gonna do. The uh, defensive coordinator ranking. So that one will be uh, that'll be a fun debate. Okay. Off the, why did, why off the top of my head that I think Pete Golding? Because he's the best defense coordinator and one of the best defense coordinators in the country. You know who's not? Say it, Marcus Freeman. We're out. See ya. <laughs>